What is going on, awesome people of the internet? Speaking of the internet, that is the new paradigm for dating these days. Everything is conducted through the internet, and which leads me to my next point. And I'm speaking with my guest, Tally, who is a founder of a dating app. We're going to unpack that a little bit, also go into her personal life a little bit. So if you are interested in this content or if this content does resonate, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tell your friends and family, put a like. Also, the question of the week is, do you prefer online dating or real world conversation? I guess, where do you like to meet your potential match? So please don't forget to leave a comment. Enjoy the episode. Sending peace and strength to you. Let's go. Welcome, guys, to the show. I'm now here with Tali. How are you feeling today? Good, good. I'm happy it's the weekend. How about you? Likewise. I'm very happy (laughs) it's the weekend as well. So Monday's fast approaching and... Yeah, but it's all, it's all good. And here at the Christian Buddy Show, we, we like our theme is self-development uh, and also to ask difficult, difficult questions. So straight off the bat, I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. And that is, do you prefer coffee or tea? Tea. That one was easy. That one was easy. All right. Yes. What's your favorite tea? Chamomile. Chamomile. All right. Nice. Honey or no honey? Lemon, no lemon? Honey, no lemon. I know my tea preferences. This is such an easy one. I thought it was going to be hard. (laughs) No, I was just, look, it's just a bit of a comedic effect. It's it's just a bit of fun. Break the ice. But in in all seriousness, though, I want to really unveil who you are, what you're creating at the moment. And for those listening who don't know who Tali is, do you mind giving the audience a bit of a, explanation or a bit of a background into who you are what you're doing yeah Yeah, so uh by way of background i'm an east coaster currently living on the west coast in los angeles uh east coast of the united states to clarify for any folks who are listening other parts of the world um and i'm a lawyer by education but after about a year and a half realized that that wasn't for me and from that i transitioned into legal operations which was the application of tech and tools and uh, all of that fun stuff to legal teams to make them work more efficiently. And from there, I realized the thing I loved most about that was the actual products and the tech that solved all of the problems. And so now I'm a product manager uh, at a legal tech company by day and working on Blink, a an audio-only speed dating app by night. So hoping that that will one day become my my day job, but currently balancing two, <laughs> two jobs. I hope so as well for you. And that's, a, that's an amazing, extraordinary life. And I guess the first point I want to touch into is the application because it's not a conventional dating app. How, yeah. do you, can you expand on that area? How, how, how is it different to other dating apps? Yeah, so Blink was created to kind of help folks get away from that swipe culture and uh, get to know people for who they are instead of just what they look like and what their profile says that they're about. Because, you know, we're, you know, living in the social media age when people are expected to package themselves into these neat little profiles with photos and quotes. And that's, that's not an accurate representation of who we are. You know, you can also make up whatever you want or present a version of yourself you think other people would like. And we're, we think that there's so much more to people and to dating. And so we put mm-hmm. audio dates first 
first, and we want folks to get to know each other for who they are, again, not what they look like, um, while still taking into account the fact that love isn't blind. So we do have a looks kind of component to make sure that folks are still uh, interested in each other physically, but we, we try to put that personality first, and we're, we're trying to get folks away from that super superficial experience that they might be having on other apps. Yeah, right. Okay. So can you run me through an example? Let's say I want to, I want to sign up to this. It's, I want to sign up to blink and how do I meet my soulmate? You know, how, how do I go, go ahead and, and do that? Do you want to run me through that experience? Yes. So you sign up for the app. Uh, the sign up process is a lot simpler than most other apps. All we ask is really your name, your birthday, the age range of folks you're interested in, your sexuality and your gender. Um, and a few basic things like, are you a smoker, drinker? Do you do drugs, um, religion, some lifestyle based things that right. might make you compatible or not with others. Yeah. Uh, and once you do that, you're, you're signed up. Um, you upload one photo, just to be clear, only one. We're not, we're not doing a curated wow. selection. Uh, Damn, I can't, then... I can't show all my, all my, you know, I can't show all my dogs and all these little things, you know. Damn, you're gonna need to get them all into one photo. All right. Um, and then once you're, you once you've signed up, you put in your availability, and we will schedule you for that 10 minute audio only date uh based on your availability and the parameters your preferences and after the date sort of like when you get out of an uber or a lyft it prompts you to you know rate your driver you're going to evaluate your date and tell us how it went and you'll say you know whether or not you're interested in continuing that conversation and you'll also be able to take any notes if you want to kind of remember what it was that you talked about later um, and separate from that, like I said, love isn't blind. So we have what's called glances. And that's uh, essentially a series of three to five photos where we show you photos with no names. So you don't know if you've spoken to the person or not, along with those those lifestyle things like the smoker, drinker, and so on. And you will uh, let us know again if you are interested in talking to that person. And if you align on both that photo and the date, then you will have a match and be able to chat in the app until you're ready to take it offline. Wow, that's that's really cool. So so the app operates. So you, the initial meeting is is voice only. Is it's like a call? Is it? Is that how? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So you you see one picture of the person, and then you 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 can either decide to have a have a talk with them or sw- or pass. No. That... So you don't you don't see the photo. You don't oh, get to choose. Oh, you don't even whether... see the photo. So <laughs> no, I could be talking it's... to anybody, and you could be talking to anyone. Yeah. Wow. That's the idea. We don't love want is blind, right? Love is blind. Exactly. Wow. We want people to get and you know, from a psychological perspective, it's actually true. You, uh, you know, as you become connected to someone and you feel a deeper connection to them, mm. their attraction to you grows. And so, or your attraction to them grows. And so we don't want people to be ruling someone out based on their haircut or their tattoos or their skin color, ethnicity, because you might have a ton in common with that person and not even realize it. Mm. Yeah, that's a really that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I look, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm on. I am on Tinder and I'm on these apps. And yeah, it's it's weird. You know, I, I don't know. I, for me, I I I'm pretty old fashioned in the in the sense that I if if I see someone that maybe I take an interest to, you know, I I always go down the way that you should have the courage to go up and speak to them. I know it's. You mean in real life, right? Yeah. In real life. Yeah. I think um, there's something organic about that, that method, but look, I I appreciate that the landscape now is, is definitely changing and online dating is, is becoming more and more 
well, it's 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 accepted now. It's 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 part of the culture. You know, mm-hmm. I I was uh, so. I, guess. I think you're actually in a minority of people. If you actually go up to someone that you're interested in, talk to them in person. I think uh, there's a book I read called Dump Your Phone by a woman, Anne-Marie Bessassini. And I think she said it's like only 11% of people do that. Uh, and that's it, pretty a pretty small percentage considering obviously pre-COVID, how much time we spend outside, how many people we see, how many you know folks might catch our eye. And I think it's because people are stuck to their phones. And, you know, when you're like waiting right. in line for coffee or if you're out at the grocery store or at the gym, you're, you've got your headphones in and you're swiping and you're reading your email. And so you're not really looking around you and realizing like, oh, there's somebody who might be eligible who I'm interested in right in or reading a book that I read and loved. Like, I'm not going to go up and ask them about it. Um, and so it's really changed that in real life meeting situation. We still see it in movies, but it's not as common anymore. It's, 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 it's yeah. From my experience of that, it's, it's very difficult to, yeah. It's very difficult to meet someone in real life that checks all the boxes. I guess you can, you know, that, that's the beauty about the, the application is that you can, yeah, you can fine tune. You can, it's, it's, you're literally creating your, your, um, the person that you want to meet in by selecting all the criteria so yeah it's 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 i guess it's the way that we are moving and uh i guess with the application so i'm more i'm curious about the like the development of the application so what what role did you play in in that yeah so i unfortunately am non-technical i can't code uh and so i had to i had really three options. I could learn to code, which would be long, a long process, time consuming and cost a lot of money. I could try to pay someone in the United States where I'm based uh, lots of money to develop the app, or I was able to um, engage someone offshore to develop the app, which would be a lot more affordable. And so I ended up going with that third option. I found somebody who is based in Los Angeles, where I am, who's project manager and has relationships with offshore teams. And so he is essentially my contact in the US and he manages the team, the development team that actually develops it offshore. And so that made it accessible for us in terms of budget, but also in terms of communication barriers and time zone differences. Uh, And actually pretty recently, we actually started communicating directly with the project manager in India as well, where our development team is based. And having both of those lines of communication has actually been so valuable. Um, so I, I think we had some challenges for sure. Um, it definitely wasn't a smooth road. We're behind schedule. It has had its challenges, but we're in a pretty good place considering at this point, at least. And how did you get in contact with that project manager? Is that through a, a platform? Like a, I know there's there's a lot of, um, you can like Upwork and, and Fiverr and all these services. Is that, how did you get in touch with so- that? I found this particular developer through a Slack workspace. There's a workspace called LA Design and Dev, and it's just folks in kind of the industry who are in LA. And I posted there that I was looking for someone and he replied, but I spoke to people like friends of friends, friends, like I spoke to anyone I possibly could who I understood this, did this sort of thing. So it just so happens I found him in a Slack workspace. I know lots of people who get uh, development you know, work done through, you know, Upwork or uh, there's another big one, Top Tall or something like that. There are a few others that I think are, are pretty big. Wow. Okay. And I want to focus on the marketing of the application because that's, is that, has that, how, how has the marketing been for, for the, for the app? 
It's been a challenge primarily because we can't actually engage in paid, paid marketing on a lot of the social media platforms. They all restrict dating advertising because they don't want it to um, advertise for an app that contains lewd content or inappropriate materials and so on. Right. And until they can review the app, they're not willing to approve it as an advertiser. And so because our app is not launched yet officially, um, we have not been able to get that approval to advertise on those platforms. So all the marketing we're doing is organic. And to be honest, it's been great. I think we've been getting a lot more of like an engaged uh, user base, folks who are willing to share with other people, folks who are really invested in the concept, but it's a lot slower and it takes a lot more time. And so we're kind of probably going to continue doing that, you know, grassroots organic marketing forever as long as we can. Um, but we're hoping to kind of supplement that with, you know, paid marketing once we have the chance to, <laughs> once we're allowed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I guess... I'm I'm interested in the in the idea of marketing because I'm trying to grow my YouTube presence at the moment, my following, and yeah, there's there's always this idea you can you can pay you can pay to kind of boost up your following, but you know, is it organic and 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 what's what's the cost of what's the cost to the brand if you have all these uh, I guess for lack of a better word like fake followers, um, you know, because you you're obviously going down the organic the organic way uh talk me through i guess what is your strategy i mean in terms of the organic way i mean are you uh is it just through word of mouth or you're trying to how are you doing that so there's social media engagement so i spend a lot of time on instagram and you know when i uh, there's two different versions of engagement you can get on Instagram. There's folks who just kind of like things and follow. I actually try to go on and I set myself like a goal of engaging with 30 new people every day. Wow. And I just use hashtags like dating, relationships, things like that. And, you know, actually read what they're posting and try to post a thoughtful comment. And I've been amazed at the number of people who've responded, reached out to me. I've been on podcast episodes with folks who, who you know, I've commented on, they've sent me messages, they've shared with friends. So that's honestly, I've, I've been shocked at how effective that's been. But again, it's super time consuming. It takes me about an hour yeah. every day. Um, we also are, we launched our own podcast called Date in a Blink um, because podcasting, you know, thankfully the, the cost is fairly low. It's just our time. And so that's been a really great tool to kind of recruit people to participate and they tell their friends. And now we have this content out there that people can actually hear what is an audio only date. What, you know, what can happen in 10 minutes? I think a lot of people are like 10 minutes, it's not enough time. What are you going to talk about? What's it like to kind of just have this this phone call conversation? And it's actually been a lot of fun for us too to, to hear those conversations. And now we have lots of ideas on where we want to take um, future content for future seasons. Um, what else do we do? We do so we've done some virtual events with like meetups and things like that. And so we're we're okay. just trying to really get creative. Um, and it's time consuming. Organic marketing is really time consuming. Yeah, I can imagine. And what what will be the the source of income from this application? Is it is it going to be like a subscription based model, or how how will that work? Yeah, so we're we're planning to introduce a subscription based um, a subscription option down the line. Initially, it will just be free, and we'll always have a free tier of the app. Uh, in addition to that, we're going to see if we can introduce some sort of advertising in a way that doesn't compromise the user experience. Um, I know Tinder and a bunch of other apps have that. Um, we're also hoping that once COVID settles down, we'll be able to kind of have live events uh, to kind of, again, create this, this uh, 
blind speed dating experience in real life, but actually blind, not like traditional. Oh, somebody set me up with someone I don't know and now I'm having dinner with them. Uh, so that's something that we'd love to do. And uh, yeah, the podcast, maybe that'll be some sort of revenue bringer one day, I guess we'll see. Um, but we have, a, an, you know, one day we hope to expand our, our vision outside of just the dating vertical, because to be honest, every single day we're meeting people in the dating context and beyond, and we're making assumptions about whether or not we have things in common with them, whether what their skills are and all of these other things just based on what they look like. And we really yeah. want to change that. So we're hoping to expand outside the dating realm one day. Yeah. And touching back on your point about the format, the 10 minute, I think 10 minutes is a good, is a good amount of time because it's, you can kind of gauge, if you're talking to someone, you can kind of gauge, all right, there's a bit of interest here and 10 minutes doesn't really go that is not that long of a time. If you're having a really good conversation with somebody, 10 minutes goes a blink of an eye. And, but I guess the problem, the, the, the con to that is if you're having a conversation with someone who's kind of it's it's there's a lot of friction and there's 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 not much in common 10 minutes can feel like a long time so uh yeah i don't know it's it's a tough one uh, that is, but i think I think 10 minutes is good though, so. I think so too. And we actually, we were wondering, you know, there are some folks, I think there's another app that does like three minute video speed dates. Three minutes to me feels very short, but uh, there's some that yeah. do longer, longer dates, like, you know, 15 minutes, a little bit more of a traditional live format. But through our podcast, we've actually asked our participants, like, how do you feel about this 10 minute length? And for the most part, most of them say it's just right. Uh, some folks say it's not long enough, which I think means, you know, they really enjoyed their conversation, but that's, that's a good thing. And, you know, if that, if the other person felt that connection too, you're absolutely welcome to continue that conversation. Um, so it's mm. not meant to be a stop oh, sign so you for can folks continue have a connection. It. So you can. Continue. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, um, if you match, you'll be able to continue the conversation once you match, you know, right. Not, not via the phone call itself. You don't have an extension button, but maybe oh, we'll add that okay. one day. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, so the, yeah, I think, you know, you could, for folks who aren't having a great time on their date, 10 minutes, you know, most people can do one thing, even if they don't like it for 10 minutes, uh, or you can end the what date if, early. There's, what there's if I don't, I mean, so there's like that that awkward moment when it, when when you know oh I don't really like this person I'm just gonna hang up you know that, I mean, I'm that's bound to happen right I, I, you know I mean yeah it I could mean happen the, um, the, I think the dating world is a tough world it's it's a it's to a degree it's it's almost cut, I wouldn't say cutthroat but it's it's uh it's harsh it can be harsh at times so. It's true. It's sort of like audio ghosting. I mean, oh, we'll yeah. find out. We'll find out it, how frequently that happens. I think it's a lot harder to ghost on a phone call than it is in a text conversation. And I think for them, again, for the most part, generally, there's a little bit more of an investment when you're talking to someone like and you're hearing their voice and you know there's a human on the other end actively. And I think good people won't just ghost their phone call. And if they do, then to be honest, you probably dodged a bullet. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I want to I want to ask you a question. So, with the whole the whole application scenario, do you have any advice for somebody who's who's wanting to begin an application from the beginning, from scratch? What's the best? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there are a few things I would suggest. One is if you can, if you have the time and the bandwidth, try validating the idea in a low fidelity form. So um, if you are, you know, I'm trying to think of an example and I'm totally blanking. Um, 
if you're trying to create something with an ad that, you know, might potentially like in the case of dating, you know, we have to match people. If you have the bandwidth to try to uh, execute your concept without doing development first by manually matching them and spending the time kind of gathering the information, doing these matches, coordinating the phone calls yourselves, figuring all of that out. If you can do that validation before starting development, you can learn so much and save yourself a lot of pain and heartache and mm. uh, money, to be honest. Um, but you know, not everyone has that bandwidth. I think, especially like in my scenario where I'm working a day job and blank doing that requires so much legwork that it's just, it wasn't feasible. And so I think if you're able to validate in some other form, so in my case, for example, doing the podcast, which is like a mini version of trying to do it all kind of live and scale it up to hundreds of people, um, that has been a version of validation for us. And so you can always find a, some way to validate. Um, I think that that's what I would suggest is the very first step. I think another quick thing that I would suggest is sketch it out. If you have an mm. app idea and it's in your head and you're trying to explain to people what it is, to be honest, it's probably much easier if you could show them what you're thinking and you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to invest in a designer. Just, you know, hop on a tool like Figma or Sketch or Whimsical. Like there's so many free tools out there. I actually don't know if Sketch is free, but I know Figma and Whimsical are free where you can just create some very quick designs about what you're thinking. And even, the, even though they likely... You, like your actual designs will look nothing like what you put together in this first version. It helps get that idea out on paper. It helps you think about what it is that you're trying to build. It helps you share that vision with other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that's a, also a really valuable step to take um, simultaneous with that validation. Wow. All right. Thanks for sharing that. And <laughs> I'm going to shift gears now. I'm going to uh, yeah. touch on the purse on your personal life. So let's, did you, are you in a relationship at the moment? I am in a relationship you at are. the moment. Now, did you happen to meet through an app? No. No? Oh. No. So you're going against your own philosophy. Wow. That's never, there's, wait, there's nothing, I never said anything about it being right or wrong or this. Yeah. There, it just so happened that I didn't meet my partner on it. Okay. App. And uh, do you mind, maybe the audience are curious, you know, a bit of romance. How did this romance begin? Yeah, so it began in a library. Um, both of us worked wow. at our university library and we were in orbit for a few months and kind of ran into each other a bunch of times. And uh, one day he was eating lunch by the water cooler, reading a book about the Supreme Court and I was going to law school. So I asked him about it and the rest is history. Um, so you, you approached him first yep yep i did wow that's not very common you generally uh well from what i've seen the ma the male always comes up to the female but kudos to you no that's... to that um to each his own to each, to his, each his own, own. yeah absolutely um, absolutely yeah but i i'm the type if you want something if you're interested go for it life's too short i respect um, that there's no and if it doesn't work it doesn't work there's no there's no reason to get caught up on it and one thing that, you know, in talking about dating, my partner and I always, my, my business partner and I always talk about, there are billions and billions of people on this planet. If only 0.1% are a good match for you, that's still millions of people on the planet who could be a good match for you. So if one person isn't interested in you, if 10 people aren't interested in you, that says nothing about your worthiness of love or whether or not somebody's out there for you. It just means you went through one of the billion and now there's another billion, billions left. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, I encourage people go, go for it. You, you've got very little to lose. Wow. Okay. 
Cool. All right. And um, I want to, how can, how can the guys listening or the females listening to this podcast, how can they, okay, actually, let me, let me rephrase that. How can the males upgrade their, their dating game on, on, on apps? Are there any practical tips that you can provide for the guys I think, out there? I mean, I would say this is probably true for men and women. I, I would say just be yourself. I think people, you know, you see in this world of social media, you look on Instagram or whatever, and you see other people and what they're doing. You're like, oh, is that what I should be doing? You know, they're in a relationship. So that's what I need. I'm, I'm missing that. Like, just be yourself. Stop trying to present this, what you think other people want to see. Present mm. what you are, who you are, and the things that are important to you. Because Otherwise, you're just wasting their time, but also your own. So mm. I, I would say that's true for anyone. Um, I don't know if I would say men or women do that more. Um, it's hard to, you think, really, in, in this age of social media, everyone does it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, what about, I have a few friends that are a bit hesitant in getting on these dating apps. What What message would you have for people who have their reservations about, uh, being in the online dating world. Why may I ask why they're they're uh, good question. Why they have reservations? Um, I guess they haven't specified an exact reason, but they're just I don't know hesitant to maybe they're self conscious or maybe or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know the exact reason, but um, okay. So I think there are a couple things I would say. So if it's something like, you know, I just don't feel like it's safe or something, I think then you can kind of try to build boundaries around how you go about it to make yourself feel more comfortable. Um, I think that's one thing a lot of women, for example, feel that there's like a a little bit of a safety concern, you're meeting these random people on the internet. So just making sure that you're setting up rules for yourself about how you want to go about it. If it's a matter of being feeling shy, um, I think, you know, I think, Dating is a numbers game, like I was saying. It's really just a matter of going through meeting people and online dating makes that a lot more efficient and a lot quicker and a lot easier. So I think just reframing how you approach it instead of thinking, you know, I'm putting myself like a vert like I'm I'm putting myself out there to be judged by other people, just framing it as I'm putting myself out there to meet people and they might turn into something or not. It might just be, you know you know, somebody I talk to once and never again, I might learn something if they're kind of in an industry that I've always been curious about, I might learn something even if nothing comes of it. I think just kind of reframing it as I'm going into this to meet people not necessarily to find the one. Um, I think that's a helpful, at least in my mind, a helpful way to think about it. And it makes, it reduces the pressure, um, which I think can deter some people from signing up. Absolutely. Mm. Trying to think of other reasons folks might not sign up for online dating. I mean, there's the, you know, the desire to meet someone in real life, um, which, you know, I think it's totally possible. Um, Like I said, I think it's a lot harder now with the rise of technology, smartphones and things like that. But if folks want to try that instead of online dating, like absolutely go for it. I would just say, make sure that you're actually doing it. You know, obviously COVID aside, this is a different time. Don't go up to random people and start talking to them. And yeah. like you need, there are some boundaries nowadays, but yeah. if you are interested in meeting someone in real life, then talk, like make it a mission to talk to somebody once a day, like a stranger at the coffee shop or the gym or the grocery store, like actually push yourself to do it. Cause otherwise it's easy to say that you'll try and not actually move forward. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. And <laughs> Uh, I lost my thought what I was going to say. Um, oh, no, sorry. This is, um, what's the ideal date? 
I know it's gonna it's, it's gonna vary from person to yeah for for you for you yep yep for me my ideal date would involve animals and and okay. another human obviously but um, it would involve animals in some form whether it's um, you know puppies or you know going to some wildlife reserve or something like that I just I love animals and I don't know it makes me feel more myself and more. Um, open, just being around them. I feel, I just feel more comfortable around, around animals, I guess, more so than humans, um, which sounds right, I'm terrible, just going to um, I... just write that down in the, uh... All right. but some people don't like animals. So you should, you should definitely make sure that uh, whoever it is that you're taking um, is either a fan or not. Uh, so it, for me, it's animals, uh, something probably outside good food. I also, I love eating. Um, so something that involves food before or after the animals. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a good mix. What about, are you eating the animals or you're not eating the animals? No. Not eating no, the animals? No, not eating the animals. All right. I'm not vegan, but I'm for the most part vegetarian. So I, I love the animals. Okay. Respect to that as well. And okay. So do you think money has, do you think, uh, what do you think about money being an attractor for, for a potential mate? Do you think... Um, yeah. Well, what, what, what are your, what are your opinions on that? Um, whether or not it should be or whether or not. Mm, I guess in general, do you, do you think money is, is, or I guess, yeah, the, the financial foundation of somebody, do you think that's a, a an attractive trait or uh, do you? I mean, I, I think the importance of somebody's wealth will depend, will vary for some, like for, for some people, it might not matter at all. For other people, it might be super important. Um, I don't necessarily think that it should be important because you're marrying someone when you're marrying someone. Yes. You might be marrying their money as well, but you're really marrying the person. And if you don't get along with the person, what are you going to do with all that money? Like you won't spend time with the person, but you'll go spend the money. Like to me, that just doesn't make sense. But I guess for some people, maybe they just, they see the money as a way to security and to building a certain type of family and, you know, providing a certain type of education or lifestyle for their family. To me, that lifestyle is less meaningful if you're not with the right person. Uh, and so, it, you know, again, to each their own, but I don't think that that should be the most important thing. I don't think it should be a, a thing people think about because if you're with the right person, it shouldn't matter, you know, obviously you need to be able to put food on the table, but that if you're with the right person, you'll find ways to make things work and you'll find ways to live the life that you two want to live together. What is the most important thing or important things? In a relationship? I think probably fairly common communication is super important. If you can't communicate with your partner about the good stuff and the bad stuff, then you're in trouble. Um, I think the other thing is uh, having a level of independence. I know that might sound strange, but I know a lot of people when they get into a relationship, they just kind of forget who they are themselves mm. and they just become part of this one joint couple unit. And I mm. take a lot of pride in the fact that, you know, I am me and I'm always going to be me and I want to continue being me, even though I'm still part of this relationship. And so I think making sure to prioritize yourself and the things that you love in addition to the things that you love together. And so that means it might be okay that you go do your own book club with your, your friends, or you go running and your partner doesn't, or you take trips by yourself, like whatever it is that brings you joy, do it with or without your partner. 
Um, so I think that level of independence is super important because it helps you stay strong together by staying strong separately. And then I think the third thing I would say is being supportive. Um, so I know, for example, when I transitioned careers, my partner never questioned whether or not I should do it, even though I was taking a huge salary cut. Um, he was always so supportive of the things that I wanted to do when I, you know, just took on building Blink. Not once did he say, you know, should we really be doing this? It's too, is it too big of a risk? It was, do you want to do this? Are you ready to take this on? And the answer is yes. Like then I am going to do whatever I can to support you. And I think having that support in your partner is so important because it gives you a level of security within the relationship, security in what you're doing and a level of confidence that you probably wouldn't have if your par partner is constantly questioning you and whether or not you can do something. Um, so I think those are the three things that come to mind most immediately. I'm sure love obviously is <laughs> there um, in some form or another, but those are the things that I would um, would say are most important, at least to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I was speaking to a, a person on the podcast the other day. She was a holistic health coach and we, we got on the topic of relationships and she mentioned that to a certain degree, you almost attract uh the person how do i put it she, you almost attract like a person that's almost the equivalent of you in terms of uh internal issue like uh, i guess internal blockages and uh just sticking points and uh, i don't know if this is making sense but um yeah is you almost like sorry go ahead yeah you're almost attracting like a different version of you, but with even with all your insecurities and all your issues, you're attract. Yeah. That, that person is, is almost like a mirror to you. That's right. It's that the person is, 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 is your mirror. What, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, if I'm understanding correctly, so sort of like the person that you're with probably has similar baggage or a similar amount of baggage to similar, you. Does that sound? That's that's what I understood. Yeah, Bag I, baggage I, might not be the right word. I was trying to boil it down. Yeah, but I I think you're right. I think I think yeah. So I think I agree and disagree. Um, I think I agree. I think what what is very common is that people seek out partners that are familiar to them in some form. And that might mean looking for a partner that reminds them of a family member or a parent. Like, mm. I know that sounds weird, but like, if you are used to seeing, you know, a male figure express love in X, Y, Z way, you might look for a male figure that expresses love in that similar way or doesn't express love in a certain way. Like same in all ways, or, you know, somebody who works really hard, you might look for somebody who works really hard. Um, so I think we seek out the familiar, you might be that same way too. So because you were raised with that, obviously, and, or you've seen that growing up. And so you might share similar baggage and similar experiences in that way. But I also think like looking at my relationships, I know, you know, the, the insecurities I carry, my partner doesn't really carry and vice versa. Um, and so I don't know that I necessarily think that uh, the specifics of our insecurities mirror each other, but some of them might, and I just am not thinking of them off the top of my head. I do think yeah. there's something though, like we are attracted to what's familiar to us. I think that's yeah. fairly common. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of didn't really word that right correctly. I think you've kind of you've kind of steered the ship in into a better direction. So uh, that's 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 great to hear. And 
So what, what's the roadmap? So touching back on the app, so what's the roadmap uh, of the future? What does the future look for Blink? Yeah, so we are currently bug testing our app. So we're really hoping to launch a beta in the very near future. And that'll be open to whoever wants to really partake and um, be part of shaping the app in this this kind of crucial phase. And so that might mean, you know, for and that, that also means that whoever it is that's part, part of our beta might match with folks that are outside of their geographic proximity. So as long as they're comfortable with that, we are more than welcome for them to be, they're more than welcome to be part of the group. Uh, and then once that's done, we are going to do kind of a, a release in Los Angeles. Um, we're going to focus our marketing efforts there, then turn to New York and then kind of expand geographically city by city with, within the U.S. from there and then turn internationally. Um, so we're hoping kind of by 2022 to be able to look at that international scene. Wow, that's exciting. That's, uh, yeah. that's really good. And how can people, so it's just on the regular, the iOS marketplace and Android Android and it's, iOS. Yep. Android iOS. Okay. And yeah, I guess speaking about the other giants, the other dating app giants like Tinder, Bumble. Uh, never heard of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, is there any strategy towards, because you guys operate in a different way. So, I mean, you are in the same market, but you're not in the same market, if, if that makes sense. So how have you got any strategy or forethought about how you're going to compete with these guys? I think, um, you know, I think there are, I saw a statistic, there are seven or 8,000 dating apps out there. So I think wow. my thought process is not necessarily to try to compete with any specific one uh, because there are so many and there's so mm. many people who date and there's a dating app for everyone and we are not the dating app for everyone and we're okay with that. What we're going to focus on is being the dating app for the people who want to put you know, personality first uh, into their dating, kind of lead with that in their dating life. And so we're going to focus on being that rather than kind of competing against the other apps, even though that's essentially what we're doing. And so, um, you know, I think we're not looking to be Bumble or Tinder. We're not looking at their users. We're just looking to provide a different experience and the folks who are interested in it will find us. Um, and so that's, that's sort of our ideology. Tinder and Bumble aren't going anywhere. Um, Hinge, Coffee Meets Bagel, it's it's a big happy market. There's, like I said, something for everyone. If you love dogs, if you love bearded people, if you love, you know, Star Wars, there's literally a dating app for everyone. So we're going to be a dating app for some people. Well, fantastic. Well said. All right. Well, look, I might uh, finish the conversation here. It's been it's been great speaking with you, Tali. And My pleasure. No worries. So the apps and is the is the app released yet or I don't think the app is released. Not quite yet. No. So we're doing our alpha now. Our beta will come, we're hoping, within the next month or so. So in the very near future. Very near future. And they can people if people are interested, they can download that through the app stores. And yep. is there anything else you wanna the floor's yours? Is there anything else that you're promoting at at the moment? Uh, no, I mean, if folks want to find us there, we're at the blink date, uh, on all of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our website is www.theblinkdate.com. If folks want to try audio only blind speed dates, we're, like I said, doing that podcast date in a blink. Um, and it's been a ton of fun. So if folks want to sign up for that, they can also check out the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook website, uh, and, or they could reach out to me directly. I'm happy to chat with anyone about dating and app building and all of those fun things. Wow. Great to hear. All right. Well, thanks guys for tuning into the podcast and hope you enjoy your day. Thank you.